I've been loving this mm-hmm. whole thing. Not what happened, but the show itself. Um, we're talking about the Tinder Swindler. It's in the top ten on Netflix still here in Australia, mm. and. It's, it's weird to say what are the stars of the show, but also who you would say is one of the victims of Simon, um, who is the Tinder swindler, joins us right now. Her name is Cecile. Good morning, Cecile. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. <laughs> you guys have had to live through it and now live through it again once people have seen it on Netflix. Has that been hard to relive it? I think it's a bit up and down, you know, because we've been making this for three years now and we're kind of happy that it's out. But then you realise, oh, I need to retell it again and again mm. and again. And it is my trauma up there. So, yeah, sometimes it's fine. But sometimes I just, oh, my God, I just want to forget about this now. <laughs> Those who haven't seen The Tinder Swindler yeah. yet, explain um, exactly what this... Well, his real name's not Simon, mm. but who he called Simon, what he did to you and many other women around the world. Oh, yeah. It's a very sophisticated scam uh, that is in real life and online. So that's why it's called the Tinder swindler. So he says that it's a crisis or that he's in danger. And then after a while, after creating this fake relationship from his side, uh, he creates fear and then he and you're helping them. And of course, that is with money. And you don't realize it before it's too late. So it's very interesting. It's an amazing documentary with a very exciting twist. So if you haven't seen it, you should. That's, that's an amazing way to describe your actual life. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> what happened. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> What's different about this, too, is he scams you out of how much money exactly did he take? Over 200,000 pounds he manages to get in the end. Wow. So. Yeah, and what's different about this is a usual scam is an online romance where you never meet mm. the person and, you know, they continually say, hey, we're going to meet up. But you met him. Yeah, and I think with this is that it's an entire team. He could never have done it to this scale if it didn't have so many people like that you met. I met friends, you know, I had dinners with him and his friends in Amsterdam, business partners from way back, you know, like his daughter and like a daughter's mom and like it's it's instills that of course what is happening around you is real but in reality it's just immersive theater that they create around you so when you enter for example the apartment is almost like yeah ready set go she's here it's it's extremely weird to have been part of actually (laughs) can you explain more about how charming he must be (laughs) like i was blown away that after Everyone has seen this show that he has uh, rumoured to have a new girlfriend who is saying oh, sorry, that he is saying that uh, this new girlfriend has come out and said that he's just misunderstood, that all of this is lies. He must be ridiculously charming to be able to convince people this. Yeah, and uh, he, he is. He really portrays the act. He really is in his mind, you know, Simon Levive. And he is very charismatic and he's very cunning, so he knows exactly what he's doing. And I have to say, like, we, if you, there's a podcast that is out as well that I would invite you all to, to listen to because it tells so much more than that this is just not women. But when you mix in that and with emotions and how he has no remorse and no empathy, he's a very dangerous man out there, I have to say. What about the real guy? Does anyone know about him, like his real family? Uh, 
yeah, I was, yeah, that he comes from a very strict religious upbringing. His dad was a rabbi, and that goes more into the podcast that is maybe part of his childhood, how he has ended up the way he is. So it's a very sad, yeah. And I think that when I was with him, you know, he was talking about his family, which was supposed to be the Levives, but I think he mixed a bit in with his own childhood there. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. And no one knows for sure, you know, about his childhood and exactly um, who he really is. I mean, in the first day you met him, mm. he was saying he was this billionaire, um, you know, says, do you want to come and catch a private jet with mm. me to go on a business trip and a holiday? So what's the clever thing about what he's doing is he's showing you he has wealth. So you just assume this guy has all this money. So, of course, he's going to pay you back. You've been on a private jet with him um, yeah. before. I haven't heard about any private jet scams at that point in time. <laughs> that was not very <laughs> yeah. well known. Yes. That, yes. Like, yeah. for example, yes. there was no Simon Levive on even on that private jet, you know. So he lures everyone yeah. with fake passports. It's not just women he lures, and I just have to say that. I think he lures hotels, yeah. he lures businesses, he lures company. Everyone believes him because the scam is so well done, and I think that's very important to very be clear to say. Uh, this is not just a stupid woman falling for charm and money kind of. All oh, right, so... So he hasn't, around the world, there's a lot of places where he hasn't even paid his bills as well. So, you know, you see he's been in these flash hotels, but he's not actually paying for them. He's running away. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like, when we calculated how much he's taken from, you know, people like like us, how much he can actually get, it's it's not even enough, you know, to, to spend like $7,000 on a Rolls Royce on one day, you know, and all this. So he has defrauded companies as well across Europe and in the US. But yeah, you, we will see. It will come up more how deep this scam actually runs. Um, <laughs> it's just one avenue using women, said, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Hearing you say that where you're like, it's not just, you know, dumb women. And I mean, that's obviously what people have been saying mm. constantly. Like, how did you believe it? Yeah. And I have to say, and this is why the victim shaming comes in, because everyone is saying that. And I think yeah. it's very weird when someone has been abusive towards you mentally. And I have to say, like not like that, but it's my opinion. Yeah. That if you have a relationship with someone that is fake and you haven't consented to that. So this is very damaging, just both economic and emotionally. And to turn on the victim is almost like how rape was viewed with women before. Like how, or even to this day, why did you go to the after party? Why did you drink? Like, it's a very weird thing for me to to witness. Um, How you... Fraud will always happen. We need trust. And the moment they get you in this reality that is so real, like, it is reality. It's even weirder if it would have been a movie. Mm -hmm. Then you have to say, like, all these people Mm -hmm. I met is fake. That has never happened before. And that's such a good point (laughs) is saying that as well because I don't think people think of that and because there is no, uh, there's not enough sympathy for the victim saying that you actually went through this, a lot of people don't want to come forward when they get scammed because they're embarrassed and ashamed rather than realising they were completely lied (laughs) to and tricked to and they are the victim. And this is why me and Pernilla, you know, back in 2019, we were going to say, like, we do this because we want to remove, we're not ashamed and we want 
want this guy caught. Like we did it. We knew we were going to get these kind of messages, you know, but it's worth it because we didn't feel that there's something to be ashamed of. There's so many other that experiences fraud shouldn't be ashamed for trusting and that you're just trusting the wrong person. <laughs> it is one criminal. So how does the other side, side of it work? Because it is, you said before, doing all this and having to chat to people, you have to go back through your trauma, which mm. is, is very true. But so did Netflix come to you and go, hey, this is an amazing story. Do you want to make a documentary about it? Or did you go to places trying to get the story out? How did the, the show come about? No, it, yeah, it just turned viral in Norway and all, all over the world. Not to this extent here. <laughs> and then we just got some news from the US that people were interested and was wondering, like, we're going to make a documentary. And then we realized it's better to be part of it than not part of mm. it. We were more scared because we got uh. such backlash the first time around, like what if this gets created without us and we are being portrayed as something we're not. So we needed to have trust in the producers as well, you know, that it would be better, like a bit better (laughs) at reception this time (laughs) around. Yeah, (laughs) Be in the driver's seat. Yeah, Yeah. a a bit. We are on with Cecile from the Tinder Swindler. Uh, There is so much to ask about your relationship (laughs) with Simon. Um, When was the last conversation that you had with Simon? Have you spoken with him since the documentary came out? Not this documentary. Um, Simon has enough with his Hollywood plans, so he doesn't have time for his previous victims anymore. <laughs> but uh, that's another. But I actually reached out to him in 2020 because, as you could see, uh, he's still living a very lavish lifestyle. It's very hard for us victims mm. to look at that. And I... I had never talked to him, so I just wrote to him, like, I understand why you have so many meetings with your lawyers. And then I just got, yeah. Hoy, good luck. I know everything and I see everything. And then he said, your lies made me a superstar. So he's mm. completely delusional and are saying that mm. the fraud is me and that he never gave me any money, even though the evidence is clearly there. So yes. uh, wow. he's So he's loving this. He's actually... Oh, he's a full narcissist and has yeah. complete... I don't think he has a form of reality then. Yeah, and I think that's what's dangerous about this. We shouldn't put too much emphasis on hearing, like, why did he decide to defraud people and what is going on inside his mind because he's never going to tell us that. And that is kind of why we need to heal without getting those answers. Um, as you said. And that's hard to not get that answers, isn't it? Mm. Especially when y- you... Loved him, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's terrible. And getting that kind of love story up on as well, I, I've started, I always swell up with tears when I see, like, the happy times, you know, in the documentary where it's, like, the love story because it was really mm. special to me. Like, I don't often meet people where you just click, you know, and both are just like, oh, we have these same t- type of feelings. And, of course, he was a magnetic guy and you felt really special that he liked you and I see a lot of people as well like oh she's ugly uh, why did she think that he was interested in her and I'm like well I was happy you know like you you're not ugly no, but you're not you have people, to do with all this I know but what, what yeah. I mean is that of course it felt special that a guy like him liked you uh, and of mm. course, that made you f- that made you feel great because you really adored him as well. And as, as I have to say, you have very he's very flashy with the pictures and videos and stuff. And I have to say, when you're with him, and that's why it was so nice to meet Pernilla. He's so funny and down to earth and caring. That I know it sounds mm. difficult to believe, but he couldn't have done it if he was an awful person. You wouldn't want to save mm. or be kind to someone that's an awful person. So. Mm. 
I just have to, like, when you were with him one-on-one, he was a really cool guy. And it was just nice to meet Pernilla that she was like, yeah, he was, right? <laughs> he was like... Yeah. yeah. Um, so... Also in the documentary, you meet the mother of his child. Mm. So you're in a car with her, you go on a private jet with her and she says what a great dad he is and what a great man he is providing for the family. Mm. She knows how he makes his money through scamming people. Has she ever faced the police for anything that she's done? Because there's her and and a couple of other people. He's got a security guard who's pretending to be his security. Mm. They're all in on the scam and breaking as many laws as he is. I think that is so difficult when it comes to law, you know, like who is complicit and who really knew. And I think from the podcast, I think we all can have opinions who was in it or not. But if Peter was really in on it or if Simon... So Peter was the security guard. Yeah, sorry, guard. Peter, the security yeah. guard. Like, was he in on it or was he duped the same way as we were duped, you know? Uh, I've had my mm. own thoughts, but, you know, lawsuits and stuff. So you don't want to get... Uh-huh. But, like, with the mom, <laughs> I just have to say, like, it was just very painful when it comes to another female that was in the same position or, or I felt it was more like everyone was saying, well, what could she have done when she was there? He met so many women. Why should, he, why should she tell you? But I was like, why was she there? Why was she in London that weekend and saw this, you know? She shouldn't have taken... And for those who who don't know... Sorry, I haven't seen... Is the daughter real? Is there a daughter? And that's really his daughter? Unfortunately. Oh, wow. I feel really sad for her. Without giving too much away... (laughs) I was going to say, well, without giving too much away, because these guys haven't watched it, explain the mother and what is revealed about her in the documentary that is absolutely mind-blowing. Yeah, because when I meet her, Simon is saying that this was just a one-night stand that happened and that, but he still felt compelled to take care of his daughter. And I was like, well, over you can all <laughs> do this. And I was like, well, that's admirable of you to that you still want to take care of your kid. And he was a very loving dad in front of me. So I meet this woman and she tells me how a great dad is. And then I found out through... Finnish court papers that she was defrauded by him uh, back in Finland in 2015 and was on the stand putting him in jail. And then she was on this private jet some years later saying how great of a dad is (laughs) and how great of a man is. And um, Mm. that is very weird for me too. I think that we're all different kinds of people and I'm not going to judge her. That's her her real daughter as well? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So so she's now just gone... They had a relationship. They had a relationship in Finland Mm. and you can feel sorry for her as well. Can you imagine? She was defrauded and then found out she was pregnant and then she realised that the guy you're with are not even real, uh, the same as us. So you can imagine the trauma that she has suffered as well. So I think it's difficult to... Whatever yeah. while she was there, it just hurts me a lot, if you can imagine how it is yeah. to be lied to. Because the women that I met meant a lot, that they had nice things to yeah. say about him, told about long relationships they had with him and what a great guy he was. So. And are you still on Tinder? <laughs> everyone is asking that. <laughs> like, I, as I said, this has never... I try my best, like, it has nothing to do with Tinder and um, I, mm. you, these type of people you meet everywhere. And I think... And I still think dating is fun, you know? You meet a lot of crazy people and I met maybe met one that I should never have met. But, um, yes, I'm, 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 still, I'm still on Tinder, but not actively now. I, I've been far too busy. <laughs> yeah. I've been far too busy. Yeah. <laughs> 
Cecile, uh, our advice is go for the poor people on Tinder. It'll work out better for you. The Tinder swindler. It is. I, I cannot recommend it enough. Yeah. It's one of the documentaries I've seen in a very long time that I was on the edge of my mm. seat watching. It is fantastic mm. on Netflix. Thank you so much for your time and your honesty this Thank morning. Thank you for having me. And I love Brisbane. It's amazing. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, we heard that you lived here for a yeah, bit. Yeah, it's amazing. So I was so happy when you wanted me to join. I was like, okay, I need to speak to this guy. <laughs> I miss Australia so much. Right. <laughs> Bye, people. You have to come back. I will. Bye. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.